Lady from Day is an original novel adapted for radio. Lady from Day is written and produced by April Sadowski. Previously on Lady from Day, Taylor wakes up to Leah to inform her about two new supposed Kalosian captives that were caught and brought to work with the kitchen. Someone important is revealed. Book 3. Breaking Out is Hard to Do. Chapter 25. The Plan. Will it really work? Daylight led me to a spot in the kitchen where there was an obvious hole in the floor. There was also a handle on it, much like a trap door. I hadn't ever really given it much thought, as all I knew was that it led down to the ice hole. We were scrubbing the floor next to it to make it look like we were actually doing work. Of course it will. Now, the ice hole goes straight down, but the Gorlogs have to bring in the ice through a side tunnel that runs past the keep underground. They have to have it underground so it won't be melted by the time it goes here. Now, I think the hall is twice the depth of the other tunnel that comes out perpendicular to it. So we just need to be aware that half of the way down there should be that exit tunnel. This is how I escaped last time, and I'm sure there will be guards posted. I overheard Cork talking about it, but I don't know if she said that to keep me away. I don't assume anything in this place after Emta. With four of us, and two being men, and you being skilled to fight as well, I think we may be able to take them down. Now that Rowan and Siegfried are here, we just are going to figure out when to do it, because obviously it will take longer with four than two. I think the hardest part will just be not to make any noise while opening the door. We won't get any help from the rest of the kitchen staff. Even though Emda has offered herself, I don't trust her. The most we can do is get out of here so I can reveal the cure, and Ferris can deliver those at this place who are held against their will. As we continued cleaning, we watched the rest of the kitchen hard at work. Cork had sent off two of the women to the ovens to bake bread for the trenches being made. Rowan and Siegfried were working on the stew that would be put on the trenches. I was working with Daylight in the kitchen while watching Rowan and Siegfried, which was quite amusing. I had never seen Siegfried working like that, and I couldn't help but laugh. Obviously, they were trying to not talk, but when they did, they sounded like dying pigs. Cork gave me a strange look as I laughed. Keep your tripe shut, Leah. You're supposed to be working. And I don't see why you're laughing. There is nothing to laugh about. I quieted myself and went back to work, but I couldn't help but notice what Rowan and Siegfried were making in the kitchen. You're really going to have to watch yourself, especially around Cork. She's going to know you're up to something, and when she finds out, she's not going to like it. I know, but I couldn't help myself. Anyway, hopefully we'll be long gone before she finds out. I went back to work, but not enthusiastically, but floors don't clean themselves. The day went by very slowly, and I think the reason was because Rowan and Siegfried were around me, and I wished I was not here. I missed not being able to say whatever I wanted to say, and it was especially hard when I was around my friends. Also, the thought of my last conversation with Sig was really getting to me. All right, Leir, I think you've done enough on the floors today. I want you to help the newcomers learn how to peel potatoes. 
I don't want Mistress coming down here after the meal because she has potato roots stuck in her teeth. The last time that happened, she really broke someone's neck. Yes, Cork. I was glad to be able to get close to the two to talk about our strategy, but at the same time not, as I discussed earlier. I could tell looking at Sig and Rowan that they were both glad of help. Their stew contents, which to their luck hadn't been deposited in the pot yet, were full of skins and they kept dropping their knives on the ground. I walked over to Rowan and Siegfried. I could tell they were trying to hide their gratefulness. Oh, thanks, Lee. I'm surprised I made it this far as a woman. Uh, well, you know what I meant, right? Uh, so, how are things? You've been here longer than us, so you must have found a way out of here, right? Do you think there's anyone here that will help us out? Well, Sig, I think the Enter might be of some use. Or the Gulag Korkira, who is more human than not. Enter had mentioned going through the chimney, but I'm a little worried about the safeness of that. As well as the Gulags being able to see us. Another alternative would be what Taylor had shown me. There is an ice cellar below the kitchen floor. She said it goes underground, and opens up way past the keep. Uh, that sounds excellent. So, what's the problem? The problem is, that's how Taylor got caught. If we go that way, there's a chance that we will be hung up by Gorlag guards, as I'm sure they want to make sure she doesn't go that way again. You mean, like, a diversion? That is what I was thinking. We can use Emta or Kira as a diversion to get out. The only thing is, I'm not sure on how reliable they are. Enter used Taylor's last escape to gain Cork's trust, so she herself could leave, and I'm not certain if it's something that she wouldn't hesitate to do again. Besides, her idea was to go through the chimney, which would be very easy to set up as a trap. Kira is a gulag herself, but they have her doing pretty much human work, which is demeaning and I'm sure she would be up for revenge. They kept themselves in thought as we finished the pile of potatoes, and I looked over to Cork to see if she had anything she wanted me to do. She caught my eye and waved me over. Nayer, you did a good job with those newcomers. They've gotten much better under your guidance. Why don't you teach them how to get eggs? Praise from Cork is something worth mentioning, as she doesn't give it too often, I've noticed. I took the two out to the chicken cage. Fortunately, their hands didn't wear too bad, considering they were men. It's a good thing they were there, because I definitely wouldn't have wanted to go into that coop. While I was in the coop, I tried to do as best I could pretending I didn't know Siegfried or Rowan, but it was hard, especially with Cork glancing my way. I was hoping that she would gain my trust, and then give me some more leverage so I could work my way out of the predicament I was in. I wasn't surprised upon our return that Cork asked Emta to lead the two women out of the kitchen for a tour of the Scala quarters, as she had done with me, though this time it was a different area since they had already been to the sleeping areas previously. As I had learned from my stay, there was a little privy area for Scalags that was barely connected to the keep. It was literally four wooden walls around a regular privy hole pushed up against the stone walls. Emta had told me a couple days earlier that Kira was the one that had to clean them. I suppose that wouldn't be unusual. She is a gulag after all, and they like dirt. But well, 
That's not something anyone I know would enjoy cleaning. It's usually a job reserved for the lowliest of persons. It amazes me that the Gulags will put one of their own in a position that is less than a Skalag. When they returned, I noticed that Emta was giggling, which struck me as very odd. Sooner or later, with all the talking, Rowan is more likely than not to reveal that he is indeed not a woman. Once she got close enough, I pulled her aside and gave Rowan and Siegfried an annoyed expression. Emta, what was all that about? <laughs> oh, don't worry about it, Lee. It's just Rowena. Did you know that she has been all the way to Kyrie and Fanarion? I never knew this. But in Fanarion, male athletes run around in little grass skirt things. Can you believe it? I mean grass skirts. No, Emta, I didn't. I've been around, but never the outlying kingdoms of Fenarion or Kyrie. Most of my travels were in Alessonia, where I grew up. Where I'm from, the men throw trees and rocks as part of their games. I suppose that wherever you go, you will always find something different from where you grow up. But all in all, it really isn't too strange. I don't remember much of what we did when I was growing up. We didn't have any competitions where I lived in Fenarion. I was closer to Kalos, though, and Kalos isn't too fond of stuff like that. They are more serious and contemplative. Anyways, uh, there's a bit here and there that I remember. It's harder since I've been here for so long. As the days go past, there's less and less that I remember as reality. My past life is all but a dream now. All except for... Him. Oh, Byron. Enter left my side to go back to her regular kitchen duties, and I was left to myself. Granted, I was still surrounded by all the kitchen help. Enter left me in a sad state, however. The rest of the day went by silently, without any disruptions. I sent hints to Rowan and Sig, and also Taylor to meet after we were done to discuss our options for getting out. When it was finally night and everyone else was in bed, we got up and left the servant room. Since we weren't on real beds, just very uncomfortable pallets, we didn't make any real noise. It just sounded like we were turning in our sleep. Queen Daylant ushered us out and led us to the common privy area, so it would at least look like we all had too much water to drink. That's the one nice thing about the Gorlax. They keep their servants well hydrated. They don't want them passing out into their food they were preparing. I heard it happened once, and it was the end of that. And the servant. Rowan... Rowena. I would like to discuss with you in Sigland a way of discarding our current accommodations here. You do realize that your names are very close to your actual ones. Rowena, I'm afraid for you. Your sister is in such grave danger. The Gorlags, I fear, will mount an attack soon with the way Ferris's defenses are. I'm sure your father is having issues with it all, but I'm coming back. We are coming back. He is beyond having issues, Taylor. Rowan paused in his normal voice. It looked like he was uncomfortable addressing her as anything other than mother, and using a name not hers was even worse. He continued, his voice overwrought. He is in depression practically non-existent. The kingdom is falling apart. It is in ruins. I was gone for two years in Kyrie and 
When I returned, I saw only a shell of the man that was once there. He, he cares for Dashiell, but I think that's the only thing that is holding his mind together. Rowan finished, and Daylight looked at him with caring eyes, those befitting a mother. She bent her head down with obvious concern for her husband. I could only wonder what was going through her mind. Perhaps she was wondering if she would ever see him again, as the man she had married. Rowena, we must be strong. These Gorlocks feed on our anger, hate and fear. We need to prove to them that we are better than that. We can do so by getting ourselves out of here. Now, we have some options. The first which Lee has told you is to do it my way. Go under the kitchen through the ice cellar. It's not going to be easy, as we will have to time it just right to bypass the guards' standing watch, since they know we can get out that way and make sure no one is in here to report us. The other way is by taking the kitchen chimney route that Emta had suggested. I think that is much too dangerous with Gorlogs patrolling the roof, and they have very keen eyesight and can easily catch movement. It is almost as if she wants to lure us into a trap. Yes, Taylor, but you must understand that the reason why Enta called the Gorlags on you the first time is because she wanted Leverage to get herself out of here. She has a love back in Lasaria, a blacksmith named Byron. We can do what she says and go to Fenarion and find this Byron, and then we can make sure that she is freed. Aren't we supposed to be going back to Ferris and stop this whole Dashiell eating all the food bit? <sighs> Fenarion is out of the way and I don't want to go somewhere that we don't have to. It wouldn't hurt, I suppose, to have additional allies. <sighs> I wonder if these other kingdoms are aware of the capture of their citizens here. Maybe, just maybe, if we alert the general public, then there will be an outcry for deliverance. <sighs> we could try that. <laughs> Outcry of deliverance? Really, how thick do you think we are, Ro? How many people do you think only care about themselves and their own lives compared to the lives of a handful of pitiful women in a heavily fortified place like this? The two were starting to argue, and Rowan's mother was beginning to worry about the sounds they were making as their voices started to get louder. She put her hands on both Rowan's and Siegfried's and smiled. There is nothing wrong with trying, is there? Oh, I, I suppose not. We will still have to find a way out of here, though. Yes, we do. Continuing on, there is also the Gorlog woman called Kira. I have talked to Lee about using her or Imta as a diversion, but I again don't trust her too much either. We can either take the risk or find out what will happen when we try to escape. Well, we do have Lee's men that will be awaiting our return. They have been stationed on the outskirts of the keep, and would be ready to attack if and when the time comes. Rowan's eyes brightened after realizing he was able to keep command of a force. Well, I think he did anyway. They are my men, and I do trust them to obey another's orders. That would be excellent. But how well will they do with a Gorlog about and able to see them? Their eyesight is very good, in night and day. Would it be not better to have them be the distraction? Well, Taylor... They have been trained by Mira in the art of sneak. <laughs> they would be able to bypass the Gorlax, I'm sure of it. We actually didn't know about their eyesight until she told us. I do like having them as the distraction bit. Unfortunately, there is just no good way to inform them. We can't use my silent speech at that kind of distance either. 
We could probably read the Gorlak guards, but we would be too far, I think. Uh, think we could use the flue of the chimney to make smoke words? I think that would cause too much attention to the kitchen. Unless we were to use Amta to do the smoke while we started our escape. She could say that a fire was starting out and she was waving the blanket on it to put it out. Then, of course, we would have to teach her to make words. Or you could, Singland. Uh, right. I barely even know you. I'm not going to be giving her our secrets. Well, I still think that the cellar is our best bet. We have to get out of here before she suspects something. We are too well grouped for her not to notice. It's a good thing she's in a separate room. Let's hurry back to the servant quarters before they wake up. We followed Daylight out of the common privy area and threw some doorways into the hallway. Luckily, we were able to sneak in and lay down just as Cork entered the room. She barked out her orders for the day, and we were sent out on our way. Leah is played by Sophie Neveu. Taylor is played by Mippa. Rowan is played by Faithorn. Siegfried is played by Jaunty Hat. Emta is played by Mary Bruhand. Cork is played by Laura. For other casts and credits, please visit www.ladyfromday.com. That's www.ladyfromday.com. Join us next time for the continuing story of Lady From Day.